PJ, it is daggum cold outside and it keeps on getting colder. It happens like every year around this time and I don't know what to make of it. I think they call it winter. I'm not sure. We're in Texas. What what does that even mean? I've heard this word. I, I think it means that you have absolutely no idea what the temperature is going to be outside. So guess what? Yeah. People quit camping. I wear a whole closet every single day for every season. <laughs> It feels that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I understand layering. I like the concept of layering. I just want other people to do it. Uh, I, I don't care what they do. I just don't want to be cold. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about cold weather camping. Like what makes our winter RVing actually work? Because there are people who love winter RVing and there are people who obviously like that. Not for me, putting it away. Well, there is a surprising number of people who do it and for reasons that don't always line up with things that I thought of. Mm. So we're going to talk about that and just a few tips to get you out there. So let's jump off and get the party started. Welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. Lindsay is out today, so we may catch up with her in a future episode. Probably the very next one is my guess. One hopes. Mm-hmm. I miss her when she's not here. Yeah, and she's made she's made it a point to not be here this week, <laughs> and that's, that's problematic. Well, it's flu season, and mm-hmm. it blew through her household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Like a single ply tissue. <laughs> so That's I, disgusting. Well, you know, so I, I digress. If you would like Always. to check out the show notes for this and any other episode, check out rvsmalltalk.com. We're on social media. Just look up RV Small Talk. We're on YouTube. Just look up. Wait for it. RV, RV Small, Small Talk. Talk. Okay. So let's talk about this article I found which says right at the top, and this is from RVIA, the RV Industry Association. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say right at the top, 15 million RVers plan holiday travel in U.S., yet another indicator of the outdoor recreation industry's enormous economic impact. What are your thoughts? Hot takes. That's a heck of a lot of people. Yeah, it is. With as many units as we winterize here, Right. That's a lot of units still out there traveling around. Yet again, another thing that boggles my mind. I grew up, and I've told you this before, I didn't know anyone who RV'd. My grandparents had a trailer, and I guess they used it, but I You saw, don't remember the big I RV trips. I saw it change locations <laughs> once in, in all those years of, of being around my grandparents, and I had no other friends who had RVs, well, no may- families. I, they, maybe they were just RV squatters because you know what there are those people mm-hmm. who, I know I know no one listening does this but they buy an RV they park it and they plan to plan a trip yeah maybe right yeah, yeah I and mean, there it sits it was not far from the house they were just in the house <laughs> <laughs> there I, you go <laughs> I hear they took trips now it's also another thing that as a child you, you forget that people actually exist when you they aren't in a when line you're of not sight. there so <laughs> when you're not I there they're hear still there they actually did other things I just never <laughs> saw it happen well a lot of people apparently are thinking of traveling and you know the whole landscape of the RV business mm-hmm. it, it has changed so much in the past two years so many more RVs out there but so many more people of different 
uh, what am I trying to say? Different ages, different mm-hmm. different interests. The demographics are, yes, have, have, have expanded from what it was five years ago. That's right. So some of the things that I read in this article were really eye-opening for me. Like what? And, you know, I read this stuff all the time. It's true. You do. I, I mean, this is this tell, is what I do for a living. I know that will stuff surprise and, you. And I go straight to work doing what I do best, forgetting what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on purpose. Mm. I think you forget it while I'm telling it you. It makes me live in a world of wonder. If I actually remembered everything, it get I, I feared get boring. But if I forget stuff, then I learn it again. It sounds like the first time. I, that's that's weird. No, it's a hopeful, optimistic view. Is that kind of like me watching movies? I am famous uh. in my family for people saying we'll be sitting there going, oh, why don't we watch that? You've seen it. I have. Did I like it? Because I don't remember it. Yeah, I never remember. My things question that I is, see. how do you watch movies? Because my estimation is you watch movies a little bit more like in the background versus in the foreground. Like well, it's not it's not priority attention to you. I think I'm watching it. <laughs> you would know, PJ, you would know. I, would I? Would I? But I, it totally stays in my short-term memory, apparently, mm. because so much of it I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, it is momentary entertainment. Do you use the plot in life? No. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't remember it. Very few things make a lasting impression like that. I can't tell you actors' names. I can't tell you directors. Yeah. I don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just kind of let it graze over the top. Is there any gone. category where trivia is your thing? No. Okay. There. No. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I don't understand your situation. Because trivia in anything, even mm-hmm. if you're not interested in mm-hmm. it, is your thing. Sounds very trivial when you put it that way. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back so, to the article. What, what You said some things kind of stood out to you. Okay. 15 million mm-hmm. RVers plan to travel. And that's just between Thanksgiving and New Year. So that's a short amount of time. That's right. And that's what they asked in this study that they did between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. That's not Christmas to New Year's. You no. said that wrong. It's no, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. To New Year's. I'm going to play that back to make sure I said it wrong when I'm editing, just so yeah, you know. Okay. Maybe I heard it wrong. That can happen. That's how you lose the plot, PJ. I know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why I can't remember the movies I watched. Um, but Thanksgiving to New Year's, that still is not that long of a time. No. What, two months? Yeah. Is that two months or ish. one month? Yeah, let's say Six ish. weeks? Ish is fair. No, I don't know. Not very long. Mm-hmm. But holidays are what we traditionally think of staying home, right? But Apparently not. 15 million RVers. I, I tell you what jumped out at me. There's three big reasons that people in RVs travel. Um, I think you're going to tell me what they are. Even though I found the article, read the article, pulled out bullet was, points and printed it for you. I was going to ask you what you thought. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, that's dumb. <laughs> that's silly. Because right, you me. know. Yeah. So the first thing is they travel to warm weather camping spots, right? Yes. Perfect sense, right? Well, that's, okay, let's leave the RV world for just a moment. I hate doing this, but I do know people who would go on cruises over the holidays. Yes. I grew or, up with, the, with yeah, people who did that. Let's I didn't take a that, vacation but. to the Caribbean. Right. Yeah, let's right. go to Hawaii. Exactly. I mean, you look for some place that would be uh, a respite so from I get the that. cold. Yeah. Right? This is just a way to do that 
on your own terms, more locally, under your own vehicle power or what have you. Exactly. With your own gas card. With your own gas card, yes. So that's the reason that a lot of people will be camping between Thanksgiving and New Year's. They just want to go someplace a little warmer. Not necessarily that there's family at the other side of the trip. It's just warmth on the other side. Yes, but that is another reason that people travel. Uh Uh-huh. The second reason that people travel is to visit family. See, when because you mentioned, it is holidays. Yeah, you mentioned right? you figure that those holidays are like stay home holidays. Well, not for everyone. There's always a hub. Like I didn't grow up RVing, but I was and still am. My household is always the, the household that travels to grandparents and great grandparents. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't want I don't want to lose the generation above me because what I don't know what I'll do with myself if I can't travel to <laughs> grandparents and, and because that that is what we did. That's your tradition. Exactly. From my vantage point. Well, so many people have the the schedule where they travel to one mm-hmm. parents, you know, you, you get married mm-hmm. and then you go to one parent mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving and the other one for Christmas. And then the next year you switch. Right. How many people do you know do that? Oh, a, a us, ton. us. Yeah. So you get a, a one, your kids get grandparents right. for Christmas, every other one. And right. do they have a, I like this one better. Do they have a, this is more fun at Christmas. Think, I don't think my kids have that. I think that they like the experiences. They are very different experiences between the grandparents. But uh, yeah. so I don't think that they compare you know, one one is better than the other. They do yeah. see more cousins at one, so there's that. It's it's just a different experience, it, right? Yeah. Right. But they get doted on no matter yeah. what. So well, when we were growing up, I didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. We only had one set of parents, mm-hmm. and those parents were, you know, they were country. They were at the lake. They were they wasn't the place to go for Christmas. Okay. So we didn't have that, but I do know a lot of people do. Right, right. Um, so going to relatives' house is another big reason to travel with your RV between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's so cool because you get there, you have your own sleeping space. Yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I started doing once I got here at Princess Craft and you know got access to a trailer. Because the kids are growing, the families are growing, we don't all fit as easily in my parents' house or what have you. So we do. Uh, that's what we've done for the past, what, three years now? Just take, we take the, trailer. the trailer. And we yeah. either park it outside the house or we park it at the ranch, which is 15 minutes away from the house. And you wake up and it's camping. You know, it's like a lot of RV things. People make fun of that having an rv at the outside of a house for extra guests yeah. like christmas vacation but you already have it's, you think an oh. rv you're if if you're going to be from a from a humanity standpoint shoved out of the house or <laughs> uncomfortable in the house what are you going to do pay for nights at a hotel well and then the family that you're visiting feels terrible right because they don't want to be a bad host right but uh, at the same time they really don't want these gang of kids and gang of people right. in their house. Well, I mean, maybe you haven't met my mom. She's, yeah. she's well, all the people all the time. Yeah. I, well, I that's me too. However, sometimes there's two more peoples than there are sleeping mm, spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up before our RV access, I mean, there were just bodies all over the floor and sleeping bags. And <laughs> we were all okay sheets. with I mean, that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we never and my minded. kids still like it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, but 
But the trailer's an option. The trailer's an option. And yes. because I grew up with access to that ranch and no one would ever go camping with me, I now can go get that. Yeah. I can take my family camping on that ranch with me. Well, that is one way to look at extra family mm-hmm. in houses. I can tell you uh, with my family, it would have been great to have a trailer because we had to put little kids to bed and the house was still very noisy. Right. right. There was same, TV. Same. Yeah. There was an open bar. There were games. Not the same. There, there was, was no open bar at mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. We were loud. We were boisterous. There was mm-hmm. been a liar's dice game going. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe some spiked eggnog. I mean, it was party central when we all got together. So it would have been nice to put the kids somewhere where they could like not wake up. Yeah. So in in my grandparents of their respective households. Yeah. uh, That was the few times that I mean, bedtimes just didn't matter because it would. No kid was going to be able to sleep with all that. That's right. There's no way. You wait till they fall over. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that is probably a very big reason that people go RVing, not the traditional RVing that we think about. Now, I've heard of several people, they will actually do their Thanksgiving in a state park. They'll go to a state park near family and they'll be like, hey, it's kind of an different situation and they actually yeah. fall in love with it that they actually have their kids and their grandkids maybe meet them at their trailer and they do Thanksgiving outdoors. Well, there's more and more of them that are doing that. That may be true, but that was not one of the three major categories. Oh, I can't, that yeah, found. I, I can't imagine. That is ma- not, major one. not big enough to rate. Let's here. call that a freebie and throw that <laughs> one out there that, 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 hey, if you haven't tried That's that, a bonus. maybe that'll be cool. Give it a go. The, the third one really surprised me. Okay. Yep. So the third category where uh, a lot of people use their RV was going to ski resorts. Yeah. How many people decide to go skiing for Thanksgiving or Christmas? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A ton. Right now. And it has become very popular to bring your RV. As a Texan. Amazing. I get, I I, I kind of get it. And I've heard of a lot of people that do this. I have. uh, Mm -hmm. Who who will, and I've seen, and I follow the forums and I'm on Facebook. So I see people who actually take their RVs to these ski resorts. Mm -hmm. And as a Texan, that scares the bejesus out of me. Why? Ice. Well, you don't, you don't like. Drive on roads to the resort (laughs) and back home. Yes. It turns out that's how that works. (laughs) Okay. 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 I don't, I'm not scared of being set up there. I'm not scared of it, of the RV working. I trust the RVs. The one I have folks at Intech. Thank you. The thing's, Awesome. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But Back it up. Driving it up that Back mountain. It up. Okay, mountain wait. passes. How many times have you been skiing? Um, more than a about ten. Well, so enough to know yeah. that you don't you don't live at the top of the mountain generally. No, there are RV parks that I are have, outside that are nearby. Yeah, and then you drive to the ski resort part of it, or drive yes. to the top of the mountain. I have been on so, long bus rides to ski resorts where we didn't take the bus to the top of the mountain, and yet we did run into black ice. Sure, on the well, highways. That's gonna, I mean, that's going to happen anywhere. 
But you Not can park your. Are, well, okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. This we're supposed specific, to be encouraging here. I, I'm t- yes, but we're also supposed <laughs> to be real. And I'm telling you, this is one of those things that a central to South Texan, because I grew up in South Texas, goes. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And it's not the. It's not that other people aren't right. I am. I am totally wrong because people do this. But it's still a hitch in my step. Well, that is, you know, fear is the reason that people don't camp in the winter. Period. But I do camp Fear in the weir- winter. The I just don't want to go through mountain passes. Okay. Just yet. Well, something has to drive you to the place where you put your skis on. Something has, you're going to get there on something with wheels. Yes. However, towing a trailer is a multiplier to me. Okay. It is a multiplier. There's more so, wheels to go sliding off the, because some of those mountain passes you've seen, there's a wall of rock on one side of you and there's a nothing <laughs> well, there the is yes, and there is there is better times to drive there, mm-hmm. and worse times to mm-hmm. drive, just like in Texas in the winter. So, you drive in good weather and you adjust. Yes, and, I agree. And you don't camp your tra- park your trailer at the parking lot at the top of the mountain. No, no, no. You park it at the at the campsite. Campsite. Yeah, you totally still get a campsite. I get it. I understand the. Okay. I understand the math here. Okay. I'm saying the tires <laughs> on the pavement, on the asphalt, with the black ice, is literally the scary part for me. So, guys, because I've had some black ice scenarios. I've 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 found the black ditch. ice everywhere. There's black ice in Texas. There's black ice everywhere when you get in bad weather. Yes, but so I wait don't for the good tell weather. my trailer then. Is in my experience, I just haven't been. Well, hopefully, you don't drive either. Yeah, but that's the thing about black ice. You don't see it, and it's just there. (sighs) I'm going to look at the camera while you while you deal with me. Okay, moving along, y'all. A lot of people can drive in the winter, and they can go skiing. Yes, and and I've done it. I told you, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. I just haven't done it with a trailer, and okay. that's that's literally it. That's it. Okay. You're you're having more of an issue with this than I am at this <laughs> point. You're having an issue with my issue. <laughs> have you towed a trailer to a ski resort? I have towed a trailer to a in, ski resort in cold weather. Yeah, me too. To cold locations uh-huh. where you could ski, mm-hmm. and when the weather was bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't drive or tow a trailer. Okay. You know, now let's, let's not belabor this point. Let's move on because because there's no reason to turn this into a fight cast. <laughs> because I'll lose. You never quit. I don't have to quit I mean, in my mind, Clint but I should is, now. Clint is like a, a pit bull. He grabs on and he does not let go. I will hear about this conversation mm. weeks from now. As per my next weeks email. From now. As per my next email <laughs> when I line this out. <laughs> Our next call weather that involves any humidity mm. at all, we will have this conversation yeah, be, uh, again. Because there's going to be some little baby deer crossing the road and it's going to exhale and there's more moisture in its breath and it's going to be close to the ground. It's going to turn into black ice on the road. Never mind, y'all. Never mind. <laughs> so amazingly enough, one of the top three things people do when they RV between Thanksgiving and New Year's is go to ski resorts. Yes. I mean, yes. I would have picked celebrate in, in the campground yeah. just in cold weather. Sure. But no, that ski resorts, visiting family mm-hmm. and finding warm weather yeah. was the top three. Uh-huh. I thought that was surprising. Sure. Sure. So that's what I was surprised about. 
20 minutes later since this conversation. I mean, not 20 minutes. I mean, okay, close, <laughs> close. We don't have to argue that one. Close enough. Okay. So that that is surprising. And it, it also said 29% of millennials and 20% of Gen Z leisure, leisure travelers. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the 29% and 20% of people that are traveling. Mm-hmm. Plan to stay in an RV. Yeah. That's, that's like right. a lot. Across, across all the categories, class A's and B's and vans and all that. However, that is a lot. That is a lot. That is... And it's more than I expected from those two groups. Yeah, from those two groups, plan to RV. That has not traditionally been the RV. That tells me that they aren't the snowbirds that travel from from you know northern states to Florida and South Texas. That's not who that is. They're going to ski resorts. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They're braver than I am. I'm I'm man enough to admit that. (laughs) Okay. Are you man enough to admit that I'm man enough to admit that? Uh, I don't think I have a choice. You just admitted it. <laughs> I think we're there. So, uh, so yeah, and it, look at that number that they kind of estimate that it will contribute to the U.S. economy. $862 billion that, that, that the RV sector has, has contributed or is expected to contribute. That's nuts. Yeah, that's, it's a, that's a ton. Uh, yeah. Well, that just shows how much it's grown. I mean, this whole sector has mm-hmm. just exploded over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some question about what it will do next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen it slow down just a bit. Yeah. I don't know whether that has more to do with the RV okay. industry or inflation or interest rates or just holidays. Right. So here's here's my position on on it slowing down. I'm for it. Okay, I get, I get just when things are selling just stupid fast, it's kind of an amazing time to be alive, just to be a part of it and to see it. But when you're running two years at breakneck sales and and production like it has been and all that, that's exhausting. Yeah, and that's I, true. And I don't think that's it's true. I don't think it's really healthy for any of the parties involved for the, it's like running on adrenaline mm-hmm. for the right amount of time might save your life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or it might be an exhilarating experience. But running on adrenaline all the time is going to tear your body and your emotional and mental state apart. And I feel like that's well, where we've kind of been with the past two years in the RV industry. Maybe so. But if you look at it from the other side, once it ramps up. We all tried to adjust. Yeah. And we did adjust. Our business runs very differently now than it did two years ago, simply because of the pace we had to Mm -hmm. keep. So it does normalize. Mm -hmm. We have more people working here. We have Mm -hmm. more systems in place. The manufacturers ramped up. You know, it wasn't pretty sometimes, but they eventually ramped up. Then the business abruptly pulls back. Right. So now what? The market is bait and switching the market. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see the next mm-hmm. um, phase. Well, and that's I another thing that manufacturers and dealership networks and all that get is there's a term out there that's an old term is called adrenaline junkies. 
you know, if, with me comparing that pace to having to run on adrenaline, you're, you know, your body gets used to it you're, and all mm-hmm. that. I think the industry gets addicted to it. And, and, and yeah, we've changed for some, for many reasons and in many ways for the better. Well, but I, I think that there's a little bit of adrenaline junkie <laughs> going on. And, and so there's withdrawals and there's uh, yeah. uh, of, of some uncertainty. And I actually don't feel uncertain, uh, particularly. Yeah, I'm looking at the camera again, particularly with Princess Craft. I think Princess Craft is is actually sitting very nicely for whatever, however deep a slowdown we have. Princess Craft, where I am employed, it feels like it's going to be a OK. Well, I, I, I understand how you would enjoy the break just a bit. Um, it's just, again, another adjustment time of normalizing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anytime anything changes, whether it goes up or down, it takes some time to kind of get it right. Mm-hmm. We are not necessarily better at what we do when things abruptly slow down. Mm-hmm. You would think we would be because we'd have more time, but... Things just get off sure. pace sure. somehow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think it'll take till next spring to normalize, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I was super encouraged that this many people were still out camping yeah. between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Yeah. We have sold all these campers over the past two years. People need to be out there enjoying sure, them. Sure, And all we hear about in the forums right now is you don't hear so many of the people who are camping and apparently they're out there. You hear, how do I winterize this? What do I do about my water heater and stuff like that? So that's the conversations that we hear a lot more loudly. And yet there's a lot of people who are saying the heck with that. I'm going. Let's camping. just go have some fun. Yeah. And so so. What makes, I mean, we've talked about some of these things. Obviously, it's still fun. Just because the the air is cold does not mean it's not still fun. It's still fun. It's still fun. It's still adventure. And it's still a change of scenery. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we can trick our minds into thinking we've had this great getaway. Yeah. Even if we go, you know, two hours down the road Mm -hmm. and stay in someone's driveway it's it's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. It's a getaway. It's a mental break. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It it's just so many great things can sure, happen with that. Sure, you know, there's some something to be said for access to campsites. It's been so hard to get campsites for so many years. Right. Do you it, think it's easier right now? I think depending on the region. Obviously, we know of some regions where, where I mean, they know it's dangerous to camp there in the wintertime. Right. So they shut down. Right. But, well, as they should. But there are many places where people are in that mindset. And yet it's just not true. You mm-hmm. can find campsites. So you might actually be able to camp in places that you've had on your bucket list more easily. Just because there are masses of people. It's not the summertime rush. The kids aren't out of school for this big, long time. And even if they are out of school, they're probably at their grandparents, you know? So, so you might have a chance. That's right. So now's the time to take that one thing you've always wanted to do. And maybe you want to go back in the summer, too. Sure. But... Yeah, maybe take a first pass at one of those cool well, things. Well, you mentioned that, and that's one of my bullet points here. Every location has a new character or personality with the changing season. That's I mean, that's you could camp true. in literally the same campsite at the same campground and, and be blown away four times a year. Well, only two in Texas. Four times that's a not, year, yeah, maybe someplace that's else. not fair, but... <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. It is true. We only have two seasons here. Either it's hot or it's cold. Yeah, 
So, mm-hmm. so, uh, and, and and it's not just the flora and the fauna that changes. The events change. I mean, if you're listening to the holiday season and you're in some of these small locations, you might run into the neatest one one time of your annual event, an Oktoberfest, uh, you know, or something like that. Some winter wonderland somewhere that that you get to be a part of because you're willing to go out at a different time of year. You know, I had actually thought about this winter. We ought to look around Central Texas. I know there's some small towns mm-hmm. that do these amazing light like, displays, light displays right. and and big Christmas events. Sure. And sure. they'll have a little, what do they call those? Like market little. Sure, sure. Like Santa's market or something or, like that. Yeah. yeah a, holiday market. Whatever it is. Sure. A and bazaar. Yes, Mm-hmm. Where you can go and there's vendors for two nights or right, something on the right. weekend. And I thought I'll bet there's know, that would 50 be, places like that within two hours drive of us. Anywhere it's everywhere. Between, yeah. I think that would be a really fun thing mm-hmm. to do with like Lindsay and the kids and mm-hmm. go to one of those towns that we don't go to. Because sure. I know what the lights look like in our town. Right. I know what's here. Yeah. I want to see some little town. You're so lit close up. to to Marble Falls, Land Passes, Burnett Bertram, uh, Salado Temple. The temple's not all that small. Uh, I mean, you're so close to so many of these places: Lockhart, Luling, Gonzalez, all these small towns, and they do and. All these old small towns have mm-hmm. fantastic squares built around yes. an old courthouse that they all light up. Well, this is Texas. And and yeah, they all we have all kinds of great things like mm-hmm. that. Is is that different than every place else? I in don't the world? think so. I think you can go anywhere in the U.S. and you're within an hour to two hour drive of some small community doing something big and amazing. I, I bet I bet you could ask anyone. Any, any local and say, where would you go to see some something amazing? And they'll know. Well, that they'll would definitely be on my list. That would be something that mm-hmm. would entice me to do winter camp. And you just and you just figure you're going to bundle up. You're going to have your hot cocoa your, or your or your hot apple cider. And you're going to wander around. And it's going to be some magic. And you're not far from it, folks. Go camping near it. <laughs> That's that is what I think would be really mm-hmm. cool camping. And then, you know, of course, in the evening, you've got the campfire and nothing is better than right. a campfire and s'mores right. when it's 40 to 50 degrees outside and right. you're all bundled up. You can see your breath. I know. Your, your mug. Fun. OK, what's there? I could stare at a mug steaming for forever. Yeah, well, you're kind of weird that way, Clint. Don't stare at that mug. Bad things could happen. There's nothing in this mug now. I've already (laughs) trained it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I think we we should encourage everybody to take at least one winter trip. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest thing, people are worried about things freezing or not working. Yeah, the water systems. Yeah, the water system is what you worry about. But the reality, just drain your fresh water tank right. if it's going to be Andrew, yeah water heater just too yeah. drain it D- simple it, enough that's right yeah. that's right it's winter, not hard do a full winterization if there's going to be a prolonged hard freeze it's not that hard or get someone to help you and you can still use and we've talked about this before you can still use your rv even if you don't use the plumbing we actually did a podcast on 
Mm-hmm. all the techniques and tricks for winter camping. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested, you can look back, find that episode, mm-hmm. listen to the details of it. But that is the big worry is, that is the water. That's the number one big worry. And I there's think. an easy way around that. If you just want to, you can take a winterized right. camper camping. Absolutely. They, they work great. And you're probably going to have an option at campsites that have some facilities. Yep. So get after it, folks. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is modern batteries and people are concerned about, you know, lithium ion does it. They'll discharge in the cold, but they may not charge in the cold. Well, if you just take a few steps to prepare mm-hmm. for that, you know, there's there's these uh, warmers that you can put around a battery. They're 12 volt and they take hardly any draw. Um, so the battery still can charge and discharge. Uh, some batteries have built in heating systems. Um or if you have a four season camper, your battery's probably in a location that can stay warm enough anyways, either forced air or something like that. So again, whether it be from an engineering standpoint from the manufacturer or from a standpoint of you just being prepared and thinking about it, it's not that hard to still go. It's not, it's not, it's so fun. So are you gonna camp this winter? I'm going to do my usual. um, So what's on my schedule is my usual Thanksgiving. uh, Take the trailer with me, Mm -hmm. which it's Texas. That's not going to see 40 degrees. Right. And then um, and then over Christmas, I will probably take it down to the Victoria family and all that as well. Those are the only things on my schedule. So you fit right into our three categories, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not heading skiing, but if you dared me to, I'd get over myself. <laughs> I, I totally would because I, I do intend for my young kids to find a ski slope within the next year if I can for the first time. Right. So because kids, kids pick up skiing so much easier than they're not scared. No, they're close to the ground. So if they fall, it's kind of it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> it's kind of fun when they fall. I mean, exactly. it's a long way down when you fall. It is. And I'm usually bouncing off trees and stuff like that. And this repaired knee doesn't look forward to it, but I'm going to do it. Yep. Well, I know that I'm going to try to get out there to see the Christmas lights. So mm-hmm. we'll be sure to report back when we get out there. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to go camp near some Christmas lights? Yeah, I think plan? that would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Even if it's an hour down the road. Yeah. but yeah. So everybody, I need you to hold her to this. Yes. Okay. Just because she ready. says it on a microphone doesn't mean she doesn't need some encouragement. Okay. <laughs> That's true. But uh, I want to hear. Her email is. <laughs> <laughs> and I want everyone else to try that as well. So. Uh, yeah. Don't mothball your trailer for a few months if you don't absolutely have to. That's right. You know who wants to move into your trailer if you winterize it and put it in storage? You, do you know who wants to move in? No. Mice. Those little bitty mice. Mice. If you keep using it, they are less likely to move in. Not saying not saying 100%. That's not how this works. But they are less likely to move in if you are using your RV. Well, I hope everyone is out there using mm-hmm. their RV. And you know what, folks? If you're not... Get your calendar out and start planning for the spring because now's the time to do it. It will fill up. There will be plenty of people camping then. Get your reservations in. You know what? Just sometimes planning for an adventure is, mm-hmm. is it's encouraging. Sure. So sure. get that done. If you're not camping, plan to camp. Don't plan to plan to camp. That's not cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does that pretty much wrap it? I think that wraps it, except we forgot one thing. What? We didn't say happy Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. For all you listeners who are about to embark upon a wonderful holiday season of uh, joyfulness, thankfulness, and togetherness, we wish you a hearty and a mighty and a wonderful and a joyful Thanksgiving holiday. May it be full of cheer and peace and warmth. I'm... And may you not throw up after you listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next time. Don't forget to check out the show notes at rvsmalltalk.com. Find us on social media or anywhere else on the interwebs. RV Small Talk Podcast and drop by Princess Craft anytime. We are in Round Rock, Texas, and we have a new location in Houston, Texas. So check that out, everybody. And until we get Lindsay back, I think that's just where we just say bye again. I think so. Okay. Bye. Bye.